Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today. Um, I was out for a few days doing some vocations work, but it's good to be back today to celebrate Mass with y'all. Guys, two things before we start the homily, notes of importance. Um, As we are opening back up the churches and hopefully getting to more normalcy, um, you may have noticed that we have holy water in the back now. So Bishop has given the, uh, the thumbs up to put our holy water back, so it's completely up to you. If you want to use it, go for it. Um, if you don't, that's fine too. Um, and then the other thing is that in the confessional, um, if you've been in there, you'll notice that there's a, there's a curtain. Um, it's very movable. So if you want to push it back and go face-to-face, you're welcome to. Um, or if you want to keep the screen up, that's fine too. It's completely your choice. All right. So good news as we move forward. Guys, I want, to, I want you to open up the Bibles today. We're going to have a, a little five-minute Bible study. Open up your Bibles to page 95. Page 95. We're going to have some church up in here today. Page 95. This is in the back, the New Testament, not the front testament. Okay, so in the, the back part, you'll see it's page 95. It's John chapter 17. It's our gospel for today. I just want you to see how it's broken down. So page 95 in the New Testament, John chapter 17. All right. So what I want you to notice is there's three paragraphs, right? So John 17, verse 1 through 5 is the first paragraph. Verse 6 through 19 is the second paragraph. And then 20 through, that number's too small, I can't see it, 25 maybe? Anyway, 26. Um, I can't even stretch it out far enough to see it. Um, Anyway, so you see it's three paragraphs, all right? And this is the priestly prayer of Jesus. And when you look at the three paragraphs, they're exactly the same format as the Old Testament priest that he would pray on the liturgy of the atonement, right? So whenever the high priest would go in to offer up the sacrifice, um, he would pray these three prayers. The first prayer was for himself. The second prayer was for the priest, the Levitical priest. And the third prayer was for the people in general the Israelites, as well as the Gentiles, all right? So he was offering up sacrifice for all of them, right? And so Jesus has taken the exact same format of the high priest prayer of ancient Judaism and making it his own. So in the first paragraph, if you go back and read it, Jesus is praying for himself to the Father. The second paragraph is Jesus' prayer for his priests, his apostles, and not just his apostles, but every priest that ever existed in the mind of Jesus from the beginning of time, whenever that was, Jesus knew who his priest would be. This is how he prayed for his priest. So go back and read that. Um, there's one that always hits me. Jesus says this little short sentence, you know, um, they are your gift to me. Just a beautiful, beautiful prayer. And then the third one is Jesus' prayer for you, for the church. And so I want you to hear, now this is what happens after this prayer. I think this happened in the upper room on Holy Thursday, because right after this, Jesus goes into the Kidron Valley, across the Kidron Valley, and enters into the agony of the garden. So this is the prayer Jesus prayed right as he is about to be arrested. And I just want you to hear this. They're words worthy of our meditation and worthy of our reflection, because it hits us deep. It's the longest recorded prayer of Jesus in the Scripture. Like Jesus teaches us how to pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven. But what did Jesus' prayer sound like? We know that he often goes off to pray, 
The scriptures tell us that Jesus retreated from the apostles and went up to pray all night long. This was one that was recorded. This is the intimate conversation between father and son the night of his betrayal. And he's praying for you. So he says, I pray not only for these, meaning the priest, because of the paragraph right before, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Right? So this is, this is how we know it's for you, right? The priest is the one who preaches, and he's saying, I want to pray for those who are going to come to believe in me through their words, through the words of the priest, so that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, that they also may be in us. Hey, this is the desire of Jesus, is this unity, right? We believe this as a Catholic faith. There's one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. Jesus desires unity amongst the Christians, amongst the church. And doesn't Satan love to divide us, right? He is the great divider, and Jesus is the great unifier. So he, his desire is like, just as Jesus and the Father are united in one so intensely, so intimately, that we say there are three persons in one God, that's what Jesus says. I want them to be in me and you the way that you're inside of me. The way that I live in this unity with you, Father, that's how I want them to live. Like, this is an incredible gift. It says, and I have given them the glory you gave me. Yeah, the Father has given Jesus all glory, dominion, honor, and kingship. He says, that same glory you gave me, I'm giving it to you. He was bestowing it upon you. And what's that glory? It was the glory of being his son and his daughter. It's this, this glory of entering into this filial relationship with the Father that gives us the glory that Jesus has with the Father. This is magnificent. And again, so that they may be one as we are one, I and them and you and me. Like it's almost like he's drunk in love. I want them to be one as you're in me and I'm in you and they're in me and we're all together. And we're like, amazing. It's just beautiful, the desire of Jesus' heart. It says, and that you love them even as you love me. Jesus is saying that to the Father. You love them even as you love me. Like that. Let that sink in. So many times we don't think the Father loves us. We think that I've got to be perfect for the Father to love me. No, the Father loves you exactly as you are, and our response to Him is what helps change our behaviors. But, but God the Father loves you the way that He loved Jesus. Let that sink in. And I love this one sentence. Put it on a sticky note. Put it anywhere as you can see it. This is Jesus telling the Father this. Listen, Father... They are your gift to me. Put your name right there. You know, Father, Tommy is your gift to me. Father, Rose is your gift to me. It's very particular. It's very scandalous almost. That the night that Jesus is betrayed, he's telling the Father, you are his gift. You're the gift to Jesus. Like that... That is seriously something we can just sit and ponder with and receive that from the Father because that will scatter all darkness in our hearts and all fear of God and coming to Him. You're a gift to Jesus. Do we ever think of that? you ever think that you are a gift to Jesus? We always think, well, Jesus is a gift to me, right? This was the gift that was, you know, not born under a tree but was nailed to a tree. Like, this is, Jesus is my gift, and yes, He is. But Jesus is telling the Father, 
you're his gift. And there's great joy in that. You know? And so Jesus just continues to lavish us, you know, that he wants to, you know, that they may see my glory that you gave me because you loved me before the foundations of the world. And it's a love with which you love me that they may be in you and I in them. Like, guys, this is seriously, like, it's worthy of our meditation. Like, for the rest of the day, I would encourage all of you, read this gospel again. Pray with it. Enter into that. Because this is Jesus' prayer for you. And it's worthy of us going back and reading over it. You know? Because it's, it's life-giving. To hear Jesus, close your eyes, picture Jesus, and He looks at you as He's praying, Father, they're your gift to me. That's fantastic. And that great desire of Jesus' heart that we may never be separated, always one with Him as He's with the Father, right? And so I'm just going to leave you with that, right? Because it's worthy of us going right into the Eucharist. This is why Jesus gives us the Eucharist. You become one with Him in the Eucharist. Whenever you receive Him, you receive Him into your souls, you become one with the living God. That prayer of Jesus is fulfilled in just a few minutes in a very real and personal way. So let's prepare our hearts to receive that unity with Jesus and to receive um, that great blessing that he gives to us today. Amen.